A few quick but really important things before we start this episode. Um, No sponsor today, so no ad, but I do have a favor to ask of you guys to please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, That'll really help me climb the ladder and get more exposure, help reach new people, and take this thing to the next level. Also, um, I would like to emphasize how much uh, doing hot yoga today set the tone for my week. Um, It just put me in a really good place, both physically and mentally. Like I felt like I was ready to attack the week in a lot of different ways. And it's something that's hard to put into words unless you experience it yourself. So as you'll see in this episode, I'm really trying hard to convince you guys to give yoga a try uh, for me, specifically hot yoga. And then lastly, as I was going through editing the audio for this episode, I thought of a fun thing you may want to try, and that's a drinking game that you could do with this episode based on the amount of times that Megan and myself repeated certain words. So if you want to catch a good buzz, you would drink every time we say mindful or present. If you want to get drunk, then you take a drink every time we say yoga. And if you want to go full-on blackout, take a drink every time we say, uh, I think it was more me than her, but every time we say the word hippie. Um, Also, I'd like to throw out there that I'm not responsible for any alcohol poisoning or death that you may experience by playing this game because we did repeat ourselves a good bit, but it's just because, you know, she's been doing yoga, I think, for 15 years and... I've only done a few classes, but we're both very, very passionate about it, and I think you'll find that in this episode. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Self Made Podcast. Self Made Podcast. With your host, Matt Snipes. whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I continue to invite friends to do yoga and they continue (laughs) to make excuses of why they can't come. I know. And it's just, it's funny to me. I think a lot of the guys still see it as a feminine thing. And I'm like, I assure you it is far from feminine, especially the hot, which I've only ever done hot. So that was my first introduction to yoga. Okay, cool. Here at at, at, at this studio? Oh, no, no, no. You said, no, you yeah. said in Greenville. Yeah, I remember. in Greenville. Okay. So that was my first introduction. But after that, I said, I can't see myself doing it normally, only because the heat did two things for me. It definitely made my body feel good. My muscles felt good. <laughs> I felt like I could get you know deeper with, with my stretching. But also, it's tough. And I like things that are mentally a struggle. Yeah. And I guess if I'm being honest, I do have somewhat of an ego too where when I see, you know, I think it's only with the males, but when I see another guy have to stop or take a break, to me that's a victory. And that may be a gross (laughs) thing to admit, but it does live inside me that I'm like, oh, you got to quit. You got to step out. And I know it shouldn't be that, but... No, well, first things first. There's no shoulds in here. So yeah. if that's how you feel, then that is 
that's something for you to consider. Yeah, and it's not a a dig on them. It's not, oh, you had to quit. It's, oh, I'm sticking it out. But that's the beautiful thing about yoga is that it is yours entirely from the start to the finish. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not about flexibility of the body. Mm -hmm. It's about that noticing and that observation. So the fact that you noticed it, first and foremost, is part of yoga. That yeah. you noticed it. Yeah. I think that's actually really awesome. And it's a great point to, and by the way, women do it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just guys. Women do it too. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it turns into, um, and I, I'm speaking for you because I think you don't feel this way, that it's not like, oh, I'm better than them. Like, but it's like, oh, okay. So that was, that was a level that that person couldn't handle and I'm still going, right. okay, I'm good, you know? Mm-hmm. And I understand we all have that humanity part that we want to be successful mm-hmm. and that's honestly the way that that's something that drives my style of teaching is I want you to have the full picture I want you to get the experience of yoga but I also want you to be successful if I did stuff that you can't do if I'm you know levitating and y'all aren't <laughs> levitating then I mean everybody's gonna walk out the door going well, I don't know how to do yoga because I can't levitate well yeah. no shit of course mm-hmm. yeah um I love that you admitted that. That's so great. Well, and Most people what, don't want to admit that kind of stuff. Yep. And that's another thing, too, that a lot of – we were talking about this earlier. The, the people that I kind of grew up with and came up with is even the term like mindfulness or being present will sound very hippie to them. But mm-hmm. I'm like, that's another thing yoga does for me is, for one, I like that I can't take my phone in the room. So it's not even an option. So that's gone. So instantly, because I've got, I can't remember right now, but I think I've got five or six email accounts hooked to that one phone. So there's tons of emails on top of text. And I do not let my social media notifications come in because it would just be too much. But so it's constantly pulling me in. But even the breathing, like I know people will think, oh, that's hippie, like being mindful of your breathing. But it's not like it's good. You're like, oh, I'm taking these weak, shallow breaths. Yes. You know, it's and it's ancient. It's uh, yoga is over five thousand years old, and just simply breathing—that is also yoga. That's an entire sect of yoga, pranayama, mm-hmm. breathing, the the control of the life force. It's life force. Prana is 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 breathing, um, and it's um, you're right. Some people have these ideas about what yoga is, and I think. No matter your gender, no matter your sex, no matter your age, um, you're, that's going to happen. Women think that, I, th- I think at least, that, you, that in order to do yoga, I must be thin. I must be in shape. I must be able to wear that outfit. Um, I must look pretty. I must look graceful. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of yoga really isn't terribly pretty <laughs> yeah no not at all and that's what some of the people i invited they're like oh i don't know i'm not gonna i'm like i'm not good either well, i'll like, be I beside you toes, and we're yeah right i was like we'll be beside each other being bad together i was yeah. like there's a 70 year old guy that goes that just walks circles around me like that's fine sure you know it's yeah. you know and that's the thing that i think people get caught up in too much is how is it gonna look same thing with the gym is i see people oh, that yeah. are like oh, i need to lose some weight and then i'm gonna join the gym i'm like that don't make no sense. Yeah. No, I, no, it doesn't make any sense. And um, my teacher, the the woman who taught me how to teach yoga, she always always told a story about a student asking her 
um, if I start doing hot yoga, am I going to lose weight? And my teacher said to her, what kind of weight do you want to lose? And she's like, I don't understand. She's like, well, do you want to lose spiritual weight? Do you want to do you lose energetic weight? Do you want to lose um, um, emotional weight or relational weight? Or did you want to lose that physical weight? <laughs> oh, wait, you'll probably lose all of it, a little bit of mm-hmm. it, you know? And then what I love the lightning uh, that, that yoga does. Um, so many things that I love about it, but it does lighten you up. It does in, in more all than just those, physical. yeah, all those areas. And I can definitely attest to that. And I definitely don't do it as much as I wish I could. Like mm-hmm. I'm a once a week or if that, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not enough. So I'm trying to work we around my you. schedule to, <laughs> I find so much value in it. You know, like, I, I gotta, know. because when I drove away from here, you know, I missed last Sunday, I was out of town, but the Sunday before that, when I drove away, like nothing mattered. All the shit that was yeah. super important and stressing me out, I'm like, mm. It's going to be fine. Yoga is a time bender. It it stops time. It slows time. It tells you that there's enough time. You mm-hmm. have enough time to stop and breathe. You have enough time to do all the things that you ever wanted to do. And all those things that you want to be, you already are. Yeah. You already, uh, if, if, if you could become it, you have the capacity to become it, which means it's already there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... It removes all of that the, that doubt and that worry and that fear, and you leave it at the door. And, yeah, you're going to do some physical stuff. Yes, you're definitely going to do some breathing stuff. It might be challenging. You might have thoughts arise that you'll have to look at. Um, or that You don't even have to look at them if you want to look at them. You, it's just... Yoga is whatever you make of it. Mm-hmm. That's why you'll see on our um, on our schedule. Very rarely do I change the name of a class because you're going to make of it what you're going to make of it, no matter what. Yeah, we have the five dollar class on Fridays and Sundays. That's just because it's a community event. Um, yes, I lower the temperature one day or um, once a day to a warm, but the rest of it's just hot yoga. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be hot in there and we're just going to move. And if you need to rest, you rest. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make it more challenging, then you can do that too. And Yeah. Well, and things like that build character. So it's like, it's, it is, you know, I don't sugarcoat it for all the people I try to invite. I'm like, it's going to be hot. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. But yeah. when you get through, you're going to feel so good. Yeah. Because and you, you yeah. persevered. You yes, know? absolutely. It's, it, it feels good to your personal resolve more than, it, and also your body, you know, mm-hmm. your body is definitely going to feel it. I, we, we have students come in and do like, we have a new student promotion and the purpose of it is to, um, give them that chance to really dive in. And I tell everybody the first, I'd say five times, the first five times are going to feel harder than the rest of your whole career of doing yoga and but that perseverance of getting through those first five times you end up yeah you feel that success you feel that like I completed this I did this but then your body feels better you're breathing easier you're nicer to people Mm -hmm. and literally you walk out the door and you want to be nice to people yes that's what it does for me yes and I have so the the last class, you know, um, I've been friends with Blake and his son Eli forever. Like, yeah. I don't even think Eli could walk when Blake and I were friends. So I've known them forever. 
So I talked to them. I don't think I spoke to anyone else here but you when I got here. But when I left, I felt connected to all those people. And I think that's because we had just done something really challenging together. And we all got through it. And when we're crossing back over that threshold to leave, it's like, we're almost like a team, you know, that it's yeah. never spoken or talked to one another. Even, shake, you know, we we didn't even look at each other in the eyes, but yeah. we're connected. And yeah. I know to most of my listeners, this sounds like some really hippie shit. <laughs> but it's and 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 I hope I hope I can be like an, an ambassador for that because I get it. Like I know what it sounds like, but it's not even the breathing. So, do you know who Wim Hof is? No, tell me. Um. Wim Hof is this guy who holds 20-something records for um, enduring cold stuff. So, for example, he's climbed Everest in, like, some soccer shorts and some shoes. No shirt. no, And, you know, like, people freeze to death. So he's done that. He's taken people with him. Um, he, like, blew the ice bath record or whatever that record was out of the water, like, by so much with no problem. Like, oh, wow. was as cool as... So, and, and he has books and he has all these different things and, you know, he teaches people to reach that level and the only thing he does is teaches them breathing techniques. That's the only, he's like, that's the secret. There is no, like, build up an immunity to cold. He's like, it's just breathing. If you look at a lot of, you might could call them sports, but even just um, lots of different things that happen throughout our life, part of practicing for them or part of um, figuring them out is is breathing. I mean, okay, what is Lamaze when pregnant women are giving birth? It's breath. Mm-hmm. It's all about slowing down the breath. If you think about um, uh, swimming, you're counting your strokes so that you can control the breath. It's literally yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's okay. It's all yoga. I mean, even just smiling and being nice to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's yoga too. And that's why this is, is so good for me is twofold as I do get all the physical, but the breathing, it, it unlocks something mentally yes, for it me. Um, so the last class that I took here, I didn't quite feel like I got all the way through, but I've heard people talk about experiences while doing yoga where they've almost reached a similar state that they achieve with like psychedelics. Okay. And I've experimented with psychedelics probably more than your average person. So I'm aware of what that feels like. And I kind of got excited because I'm like, am I, am I unlocking this state just through breathing? Because that would be fantastic because the, I can't be taken to jail for the answer. breathing. <laughs> I cannot attest to what you did or did not do before class, <laughs> but um, yes, it is possible, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that's, uh, that's another point uh, of yoga is meditation. And you, you start, you know, when, we, when I'm teaching a class, when your teachers are teaching a class, we always start first with, we'll call it grounding and centering. And that is just simply a lot of it's closing of the eyes. And so you are drawing your senses inward. There's a lot of Sanskrit terms that go along with what we do. So drawing the senses inward is called pratyahara. And that's where sometimes your eyes are closed, but the outside world just kind of fades away. And isn't that a little bit like when you're tripping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are in your own world. Exactly. Right? And yes. the outer world just doesn't have anything 
to do with what's going on in your little universe. And um, I say this, by the way, I've, I've actually never done yeah, see, psychedelics. And that's where I've never done it. I didn't plan to bring it up. And I was like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> bring her into this because no, maybe okay. she doesn't want to no, talk. I'm, no, so I'm, I you're just, totally fine. I, I personally never done it. I mean, that's a whole other conversation because I'm, I'm a super big proponent of marijuana. Um, but, you know, it's personally for myself but i've never done any kind of Mm -hmm. um psychedelic drug um although i have two people in my life who they could probably swap stories with you (laughs) they have some incredible experiences um with um and a lot and a lot of the stories that they've told me reminds me of meditation Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is cool so yeah you can get there yeah so you're drawing your senses inward you're letting go of the outer world and then you're focusing on your breath and you're noticing things you're observing things that's all you do it's not about um putting a name to it it's not about defining it or um explaining it so whatever happens in your meditative space in that centering portion of yoga at the beginning it just is yeah. it just is what it is you just let it be so if you have thoughts you don't hold on to them you mm-hmm. just kind of let them float on by you focus on your breath lengthening the inhale lengthening the exhale learning where in your body your breath is residing so we tend to breathe a lot in our shoulders and our upper body so you'll hear a lot of teachers say you know relax into the shoulders roll the sh- roll the shoulder caps away from the ears and you're relaxing into your ribs and then your breath is in your lower belly and there's lots of purposes for it some of it's cool sciencey kind of stuff you know you're stimulating your organs but a lot of it also is um energetic things that like I said, yoga is ancient. It's over 5,000 years old. And it started off just simply as an experiment to see what they could do with their bodies, what mm-hmm. they could do with their minds, um, and to just have this spiritual practice. And it was a spiritual practice. Um, and I say spiritual as in, like, energetic. It doesn't. It just has zero to do with any religion mm-hmm. whatsoever. And one thing I want to emphasize to people that are listening and that are, you know, going to try it for the first time is it's really important that you let yourself buy into it because sometimes in class like I'm guilty of I'll kind of look around and like I can see some people like when certain things are being said or you're being told it, they're like what inhale your arms towards the sky yeah, and people and are like, like oh boy yeah, but it's like if you can just leave your reservations <laughs> at the door and go in and just it's it's an hour just subscribe to it and commit to it fully it's so much better it really is. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I'm really glad you brought that up. I've had a couple experiences. Um, my teaching career is new. Um, I have been practicing yoga for about 15 years, but teaching for almost a year now. And I've just noticed that the people who walk out of the doors who are the most content, the most happy, the most peaceful, I guess you could even say, are the ones that you can tell really subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Really just l- let the yoga process be real in that room, you know? I've had some students that, like, will actually, like, you know, kind of laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> while I'm teaching, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And I just um, – and, and, I, and I have to um, – I decide for myself that I am going to evaluate not what they're doing because what they're doing is their own thing. But, you mm-hmm. know, why did it 
make me feel a certain way, you know, when something happens, um, putting the responsibility back on me, you know, that, that right. my reaction right. is my own reaction. And I can I can only think that maybe I would might get like frustrated if a student isn't um um, getting into it because I want that goodness for them. Yeah, because you know the value that it yeah. holds. I, I'm the same yeah. way. I'm like, like, I, like stop I just, doing that. And just go with it. I'm Come like, on, just, guys. Just literally let it go. Just close your eyes. Nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares what you look like. I don't. I have no idea what brand of clothing you're wearing, and it does right. not matter. And um, I, I love, I love that. Um, Again, it's slowing down time. It's it's just like it's saying, guys, this is just an hour, and we're doing this one thing for an hour, but all of that goodness that we're like soaking it up, you're gonna take it with you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take it out of that room, and you're going to do with it what you will. And the more you subscribe to it, the more you, I don't want to say even believe in it, but the more you just let it be. Let it be what it is, what it's meant to be, which is that goodness. It's just goodness. It's all it is. It's love and goodness. And think of all the good words you want to. It's all there, you know. Do it in that one hour of time. Wrap it up within you. Take it with you. Let it continue to be a part of your life. Even just in the smallest things, like I said, just a smile or a nice word mm-hmm. or being mindful when you eat, being mindful of what you choose to eat. Um, Yoga is not meant to just be for an hour in a room. It's right. um, it's so much more than that. But it does start there, at least for for Americans, you know, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I I I strive. I I want so very much for everyone to understand that that big picture thing again. Mm-hmm. That that yoga is not just. Yoga is not about touching your toes. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I Touching my toes is a miracle. I'm, I don't have a flexible <laughs> body. I really don't. Uh-huh. But I do have an open mind and I have an open heart. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely something you take home with you. Like it's, um, so to, to kind of go back to the psychedelic thing is, so I had the opportunity to do psychedelics. Um, I didn't go to college, but I lived in a college town with a bunch of guys that were currently in college. So Mm -hmm. I kind of got the experience. And they would do a lot of different things, and they would all kind of sit around the house, and they would have, you know, different music playing or whatever. And it was always offered to me, you know, no cost or whatever. And it just, it never spoke to me. Like, I just, I was not interested. You know, it just didn't seem appealing. Um, So my experience with psychedelics is much different in that, I want to be alone with my thoughts, so I don't do it to see colors or listen to music. Or, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But for me, it was, you know, I want to be alone with my thoughts. And it was very ego dissolving because I would think about interactions I had with people. And it, it allowed me to access memories that I didn't think I still had. And I would remember interactions with people and I would just think about ways that I could have handled those differently, even if they weren't bad, like there wasn't even anything bad. It's like, oh, this was a really good opportunity where you could have done this for this person or or extended this for this person. So it was very good in that way, but it's a lasting thing. Once that trip is over, because like, um, I would guess just based on 
ease of, ease of accessibility, um, it'd be like psilocybin mushrooms for me. And that's a okay. longer trip, um, sometimes lasting even as much as like eight hours, which is a lot for a lot of people. But I don't have to do it all that often because that carries with me. Like I can genuinely, it's undeniable. I can tell I am more patient. I'm being kinder. It's something that, that stays with me for a while. And then I don't do it again until I feel called like, Hey, it's, it's almost time to, to redo it. And I get that same feeling from here. You know, it's like when that I drive home, I'm in the, I'm in the slower oh lane. God. I'm not worried about, Oh, you're going slow. That's fine. That I'll go slow too. That is one of the like, coolest comparisons I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things about yoga, but that it is on the same level potentially as psychedelics is the coolest. Yeah. It's really cool because people do it for recreational fun. Mm-hmm. They do it to let go and release and kind of uh, check out maybe, I don't know, I had a friend who called it, called it getting stupid. Because so, sometimes we're just like, <laughs> sometimes we're just too on, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. And, and, and yoga definitely turns my brain off in the outer world way. And lets me be more peaceful and patient it lets me it gives me the capacity for it you know mm-hmm. because i i don't know it brings in this truth for me that there's so much more right back to the beginning that there's so much more out there that there's the picture is so much bigger than we realize that we don't have to get it right every time that we don't have to be perfect, there's no such thing as perfection, that being in the fast lane really isn't all that it's cut out for, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not It's not all that we think it is. Yeah. I love it. That's and that's, a great that's a, another, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show about kind of maybe having an ego about, you know, a, a guy quitting and I don't. It's also very ego dissolving that I see a lot of elderly people practicing yoga yeah. that, you know, not that it's, it's a comparison like we talked about, but they're really good for lack of a better, like they're good, you know, yeah. like their, their poses to me from the outside looking in are perfect and they hold them perfectly. And I have a ton of students who are, um, like, you know, 20, 30, even 40 years older than me. I'm 33 years old. So I have what you would call I don't even want to call them elderly because mm-hmm. they're not not in their not in their mind at least. Yep. And a lot of it's mind over matter like you were saying um that you feel like you know the the successful thing that you've done and um I love that phrase ego dissolving. It really is cuz you melt away stress, yeah. You know, you you melt away um the outside world, but you also melt away s- piece of you on the inside that's holding on to an idea of what you should be or what you know that perfectionism i am personally a perfectionist constantly recovering from Mm -hmm. it and um yeah that's that's really great i love it ego dissolving i'm gonna remember that and those things carry with you because i know um as as I've started to do this more, I've met more people that practice yoga. I've met a few instructors, mm-hmm. and I think they all agree that they get really stressed out that I kind of make it a competition and that, you know, how people are doing things and all that. But that's one thing that I like is I, I feel like I'm not good at it, and I know my practice is my own and all that, but 
I'm like, if I'm getting this much out of it as a, as a newbie who doesn't feel like I'm really doing that great of a job, I can't wait until I'm a year in, you know, yeah. and I just, you know, because it, it compounds. You know what I mean? It's Yes. And it's and I still don't know, like, I don't know the names of the poses. I have to look at other people and stuff. But still, it's like, by towards the end of the class, I'm like, okay, I can hear you say it. And I, I can remember it for the class. Yeah. I'm like, boom, got it. Yeah. And those things transfer into my other life because it makes me, I'm like, okay, I'm getting the grasp of this. I'm successful at something. So it makes, it gives me that encouragement that, okay, well, if I can be successful at something that hard, I can be successful at other difficult things. Absolutely. And, and it's totally okay for you to view yoga the way that you do. That's one of the things that I love about it in general is, um, well, at least, at least when you have someone facilitating this, that it's your, it's your own thing. It's your own journey. So if, if for you in that room, you're finding something that you feel um, good about, that, you know, I've done this, I'm successful at this, then, then you did the yoga that you set out to do. Mm-hmm. It's yours. The style that, I, that, I, that we teach here, uh, it's called um, yatra. And yatra translates in Sanskrit to journey. And what I understand of it is uh, that um, we are all just simply on a journey. Like I said, the, life is just an accumulation of moments, uh, accumulation of time, um, which ends up being accumulation of choices. But in the long run, life is just simply a journey. We're literally putting one foot in front of each other, in front of the other, moving forward in time. And your journey is yours. My journey is mine. Yes, we all go into that room together and, and we practice and we do generally the same things, you know, but your experience is 100% different than mine, and that's okay. And, I mean, really, you can just tie it all together. You really can, because if you think about that, that in that one hour, that one room doing yoga together, that's your time, that's your journey, that's your experience, and I allow that to happen. You, we allow that each other to do whatever it is that they're doing. We give that permission. Um, and if you take that into the real world, where you simply allow people to be who they are, you allow them to be on their own journey, you allow them to be themselves, whoever they are. What a wonderful place the world would be. Mm-hmm. It would be a place full of acceptance. Part of yoga is accepting. It's, a, it's about accepting yourself wherever yourself ends up being. You, you accept yourself right where you are. And you learn to accept others too, um, which is it's so funny to hear to to speak about yoga this way because <laughs> because it because it really is all encompassing and yeah it sounds super hippy dippy and we haven't even talked about anything except the the ridiculousness of touching your toes. Yoga is so much more than going to a class. It and- really is. All those things you just said completely changed my perspective, even as to why I wanted to do this exact episode, and that it made me think, okay, well, I didn't dabble in the psychedelic world until I felt called to it, and I'm so stressed out about people not giving yoga a shot because I know how good it is, but I'm like, maybe it's just not their time. 
That is an excellent point. I was just having this conversation yesterday. What prevents people from walking through the doors? And I and I, I look at it from so many, and I mean the doors of my of the studio here. And there's lots of different perspectives to look at it, not just um, not just as the studio owner. Yes, the business perspective. You know, what is it that people think of when they think of doing yoga? The people who have never done it before. Once you're here, you get it, and you can't have enough of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. But what is it that first person? Um, what brings them to the door, and also what prevents them from coming to the door? And I'm 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 truly um, in my own heart and my own mind. Again, not just as a studio owner, but as a teacher, um, as like someone who really just wants everybody to do yoga because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm asking that question, and I don't know the answer to it just yet. I'm I'm I would love to know. I would love to know. If you heard that there was a yoga class um, and you didn't want to come, why not? Why wouldn't you want to come? The, the feedback I'm getting from the people that respond, actually, when I ask them to come is they're all just uh, they're embarrassed. They think they're not going to be good at it. I'm like, I promise it's not that. I promise. I, like, that. I think they almost feel like they're going to get called up in front of the class, you know, like when you're not paying attention in school and they're like, they call you up and they're like, okay, so tell us what we were just talking about. And you're like, oh no. I'm like, no, it's none of that. Like no one's coming around like, oh, that's horrible. That's bad. You know, it's no, no, not but at But that's all. what the feedback I'm getting is I think a lot of people are just so afraid of being bad at something. They'd rather not do it at all. So you don't see them be bad at it. I can understand that. I can understand that for sure. If I thought about it, um, okay, so this is um, another perspective. Um, I have never done CrossFit before. Never. Um, I've, um, my husband and I love lifting weights, and that's very enjoyable to me. And I think the first time I ever went to the gym, I was a little nervous, but I was with my husband, and so I didn't think too much of it. And he mm-hmm. just kind of guided me around. Um, but CrossFit, I've never done it. And um, I would love to try jujitsu as well, mm-hmm. but I've never done it. And I can see that perspective of, well, are they going to be looking at me? Right. What if I do it wrong? What, what if I don't look? What if I, what if I just don't look right? What if I look ridiculous? What if I do it totally the worst mm-hmm. ever? Yeah. <laughs> But yoga's not like that at all. I mean, okay, so you go in there and the lights are are dim, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the teacher in the front of the room, and we're all in our in this style. We're all facing the same direction. The teacher is mostly practicing alongside you, mm-hmm. calling out verbal cues about what to do with your you know fingers and toes and body parts in general. And if you don't do it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. In my class, at least, I have a lot of people that and you know go to child's pose um just resting you know on the mat or even just lay on their back and and i suppose if i went to crossfit or jujitsu or whatever it is that i'm interested in you know trying but haven't yet because what if Mm -hmm. i suppose that they wouldn't make me feel any different than i would make a new student feel exactly yeah because they understand like i think hasn't allison come here yeah. 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 So I had her on the podcast and I'm I'm with you. I've lifted weights almost my entire life. So I started in roughly eighth grade lifting in school for football 
and I've lifted my entire life, but I've never done CrossFit either. And it's for me, it wasn't necessarily a, a fear of being judged, but I do like that you put that out there because it's very liberating. So I met Blake training MMA. Mm-hmm. So you know that was that was our the starting of our relationship. Yeah. And although I don't have time to train as much as I would like to, I really enjoyed doing like the Thai boxing. Mm-hmm. And I, I continue to think about like trying to find the time or make the time to at least go to one class here and there and do that. But I haven't. And I think if I'm being honest with myself, it's because I know that I used to do it, but I've probably lost a lot there. And I think it's probably an, an ego thing for me is I expect myself to be good. And mm-hmm. people that know that I used to practice it, I feel like they don't, they don't care. You sure. know, I'm, I'm flattering myself by thinking that they actually care where I'm at or where my <laughs> skill level lies. But I think that's probably part of the reason why I haven't gone back and done a class yet is because I'm like, oh, I don't want to suck at that. You yeah. Know? I don't want to be embarrassed. Like a lot of my friends are still there. Like, dude, it's, what happened? You suck now. You know, it's. Yeah. And it's not that way. You know, Blake's no. not that way. And that's one thing I love about him is that he encourages people to come and that inspired me to encourage people that may not come. I'm like, I'll go with you. You know, you get a place if you're early. I'm not saving you a spot, but if you come early, you can be beside me. You're somebody, you know, we'll be in the back. Nobody will see us. Yeah. There'll be some familiarity. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I here together and you're not alone. And, but then the, the, the cool thing is even if you don't have that friend to drag you here to come and do yoga, all you listeners out there, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to get that acceptance no matter what. Yeah. Um, I, I was just reminded of um, a, a, an ego moment for myself. Um, when I was going through my teacher training, uh, we had a short break in because um, I did an immersion, um, which means like I dove straight in and did like day after day after day after day of training um, until it was finished. We had a short break in our immersion training. And um, I had to drive into the Atlanta area um, where I grew up, pass through Athens, which has a ton of really great studios. So I was like, I'm just going to go take a yoga class. So I go take this yoga class, and it kicked my butt. (laughs) It kicked it all over Athens. It kicked it all over Atlanta, all the way back into Hartwell, where I live. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I I thought I was arriving to that class able to do it you know I had that little bit of ego spark you know like here I am in teacher training and I'm strong <laughs> and I'm aware of what Auto Mukos Favasana means that's totally useless obviously <laughs> um, it's just downward dog but um, I <laughs> and I, it, it really kicked my butt and I'm reminded in this moment I think in this moment right now, I was ready. I'm ready to remember and I'm ready to learn the 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 ego dissolving concept that um, me arriving to that class and taking that class and whatever I got out of it was just simply whatever I got out of it. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed that in that class that yeah I had I had stuff to learn and that's okay. But I also learned that that teacher was like didn't really care. Not not that didn't really care. She wasn't irritated at my lack of ability, mm-hmm. not by any means. She wasn't, it wasn't like an unsuccessful class in, by any means because I couldn't 
pop into a forearm stand, you know, something like that. It just, it had nothing to do with me. I made it what it was. Yes. I made it what it was entirely. That class Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with me. She didn't teach it for me. She taught it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what I like about things like yoga or MMA or CrossFit is it exposes your weakness and vulnerabilities and you start to realize those things only live inside you. Yes. These people are not... They they realize everyone started somewhere, including them. Like, they weren't just out of the gate, you know, yeah. elite and level. The the phrase in my mind that's coming up is catch you, you know, that they're there to catch you when you fall. But even, even if you discover that you have something you can't do, that's not falling. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a failure by any means. If you, again, I'm just going to keep saying touching your toes. If you can't touch your toes, that's not a failure to yoga. Right. If you... If you get winded and you need to rest, it's not a failure by any means. Mm-hmm. I think, and this is true at least with, with weightlifting, and I would imagine that it's true for so many other disciplines, um, showing up is half the battle. Yes. Just yep. arriving is half yep. the battle. So maybe I'm thinking that just explaining that, just ex- just sharing that with people, just show up. Mm-hmm. Just show up. The rest is just stuff. You know, the rest is just yep. stuff that everybody else is doing. Just show up. Yeah. Well, we spend so much time painting the scary picture of all the things yeah. that are going to be. And then you get there, especially to somewhere like here, and it's just so warm and welcoming. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not intimidating at all. Once you're here. Yeah, yeah. That picture. Well, and, and same thing with, with all the people that I know that do CrossFit, especially up the road from here, is they're just so excited someone new is there. All the people that are really, really good are excited to show you and help you and teach you. Like, it's not a, oh, why are you so bad at that? Or that's not enough no. weight. What are you doing? You they're know, not showing and teaching from their ego. Yeah. They're showing and teaching because... I'm, and I'm guessing this is true because it's true here that we want you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We want you to love it because they find value in it. Yes, you know, I'm a teacher of yoga for the reason that I love it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the that that is the number one and probably like the only reason I went to go into teacher training is because I love yoga. Mm-hmm. That's it. The people who share their other disciplines, they do it because I love it, and. It is so much more accessible. It's not it's not this hippy dippy practice, you know? Yeah, yeah we say and stuff. That's, that's yeah. the label it gets. Oh, I know. You know? It's, it's not it's not so crunchy, guys. It's not granola. I mean, although granola is delicious. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not about that. It's it's not about it, I mean, like, okay, so I mean, I'm wearing, you know, like I'm I'm thinking about even just like what I'm wearing today and and you know, like my lifestyle. I drive a normal car. I live in a house. I don't live in like a, a hut or anything like that, you know. I I drive a car. I wear normal clothes. Um, I watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to ride bicycles. I ride motorcycles. Yep. I, I hang out with my family. I mean, none of this sounds like hippie commune stuff. So, yeah. like, it's 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 so much more accessible mm-hmm. than um, than I think people have realized. But you, just like you said, it's all about that picture that is painted yep. in our minds. And well, and. 
media and stuff doesn't do a good job because you know even like on tv shows and stuff they want to paint like a yogi as like a you're vegan you're this you're this you're just this annoying ass person that's just bugging people about their lifestyle it's not that at all no and or and or they look like they're doing gymnastics right or they look like they're doing ballerina shit and Mm -hmm. okay that drives me crazy it drives me bonkers social media has um I don't even want to say this. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't mean the fullness of what I'm going to say, but social media has ruined yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. It really has. But uh, social media has kind of... Uh, ruined is not the word, obviously. Tainted. Right. Social media has tainted our idea of so many things. And yoga is one of them. It's it's not immune to that by any means. Um, um, if you looked at social media for your definition of yoga, yeah, you got to be flexible. Oh, yeah, you definitely have to be able to do that backbend and also handstands. I, I, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to be a gymnast to come to yoga. In yeah. fact, you don't have to be a ballerina. You don't have to be um, fit. You don't have to be skinny. You don't have to be young. You don't have to be any of those things. It's truly for everybody. Mm-hmm. It really is. The discipline of yoga that I understand, that I teach here, that my teachers teach here, it's for everybody. I mean everybody, the, the earthly body and every person. And I love that acceptance. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love when I can, when people come and I can change that perspective for them. That they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going through a hard time and I've gained a lot of weight. I don't think I can do it. And then they do it, and they're like, oh, I, I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you did. And you're awesome. I'm proud of you. And keep coming back because it only gets better. Yeah. It gets, I don't want to even say easier. It just gets better. Because mm-hmm. you'll still find challenges. I still come and take classes from my teachers because they challenge me. And I love being challenged. But I also love just doing it. Just showing up and enjoying it. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's hard to put into words. That's why I was just so stressed about people just giving it a shot. I because, feel the same stress. Because I'm know. like, guys, come on. Do you think it's the hot? Do you think that the word hot in front of the yoga? That might, because I've I've also talked to other people about that. And like, I don't like when it's hot here. I don't like when it's hot there. I don't just, I don't like the heat. I I've think gotten that, that before, That too. may be part of it. Yeah. I, I can see that, how, how um, I'll tell you another story, another good story. Um, on my way to my first day of teacher training, um, it was in Greenville, and me and two other women who were doing the training together, we were driving together, and so we were just chatting, you know, blah, 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 and talking about nothing, and then one of the girls goes, do you think we're going to have to do hot yoga? And I looked at her, and I was like, why in the hell would I do hot yoga? They're like... Did you, did you realize, we're, okay, we're about to go do our teacher training in a hot yoga studio. I was like, no, we're not. (laughs) like, like, yeah, I hadn't done hot yoga since I was, um, since I was 20. I did Bikram style yoga when I was 20 and Bikram is, they heat the room to about 104 degrees and they increase the humidity to about 40% and it's stifling and it's, it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I mean, it's it's just overwhelming. I couldn't even, I, I had a hard time breathing in the class, let alone doing the postures. And 
my understanding of it now, the the teachers at that style of yoga would would pretty forcibly try and put people in postures. Yeah, and it was not accessible to me and my body and my body's abilities, and so I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hot yoga sucks. But then <laughs> I hope nobody comes in to listen to this podcast at that exact moment. <laughs> Hot yoga does yeah, not no, suck. Right. Okay, no, right. So then, so then I go into this teacher training, and the first five times were hard. The first five times I was like, oh, my gosh, this is definitely challenging. And it, it, was, it was multiple elements. It wasn't even necessarily the yoga that was hot. It was the heat. It was mm-hmm. the hot part that yep. I was like, I got sweat in my eyes, logistical kind of things, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sliding on my mat. I have sweat in my eyes. I really want a drink of water. I should not have had that second (laughs) glass of wine last night. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing here? But then after five times, um, I think it was about five times, I started going, oh, my gosh, this feels amazing. And then, no, I don't want that second glass of wine. I don't even want that first glass of wine at night because I know I'm going to go do yoga in the morning, and I want it to feel amazing. And then you figure out your mat situation and then that becomes, you know, that that's mm-hmm. no longer a distraction to you. You figure out your headbands, you know, and then I think because of that, um, I find myself when I'm practicing and even sometimes when I'm teaching, kind of getting to that place of mentally checking out where all of the outer world stuff is not important. And I am focused so much on moving and breathing and being in that class and being in that present moment and nothing else matters. And it's almost like that moment of where you're falling asleep, where you're kind of drifting into it. You can't force it. You can't force it. You have mm-hmm. to practice it. That's why it's right. called a practice. There's no end point of perfection that you have to practice it to get there. And once you get there, you it's not that you don't want to leave it's that you want to continue getting back there and i love it doesn't happen every time and that's okay but getting to that point uh, with the mind and body and connection and the outer world doesn't matter and you are you're united and connected within your mind and your body and your breath and you're just peaceful mm-hmm. and you're calm and all that stuff that you thought mattered before you started practicing doesn't. Right. And then, but then the cool thing is that feeling that you get in that room, like we were saying before, you take it with you. And so then that stuff that you had before you walked in the door, it's not gone. You're still going to walk back into your life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully don't, don't <laughs> join a yoga commune. Although, you know, that's been a thought in my mind every once in a while. But you are going to reenter the world and you have those things that you had before. But you're changed. Your perspective is different. And probably, hopefully, you can handle it a little different. Mm-hmm. And that's... This is the part of yoga that I did not know until more recently in my life. I thought it was an hour-long class. I thought that's what it was. I thought yoga was an hour-long class. And you go to it, and you go home, and you go back to your life. But that hour-long class, if you let it, if you allow it, it can really change the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. And maybe the rest of your life, too. Well, and even, you know, you you nailed it by making that connection in something you said previously and that you didn't want that second glass of wine because you knew. And see, that's important for people. A lot of people struggle with food or yeah. with, you know, 
overconsumption of alcohol and things like that. It's, yeah. okay, well, if I know tomorrow I'm going, like you're saying, I want to be a little lighter. I'm not going to eat something heavy that's going to be slowing me down while yeah. I'm here, make me feel gross. So I'm already modifying my lifestyle in a positive way yeah. because of yoga. It is. So it's not, like we said, the touching your toes and all that other no. stuff. It's it's so much more. But then with with the heat, I think what draws me is, all the times that I'm challenged, that's when I find out about these, you know, find out about myself. Mm-hmm. Because you can live in your comfort zone and you don't really know yourself. You don't know what you're capable of. But no. to see someone like persevere through one of those classes and then just the look on their face of accomplishment and like, because they didn't think they could do it. You can just tell they just, they didn't think they were going to be able to make yeah. it. But they overcame their fear. They walked in the door they survived the class, and they're like, okay, I see what all the hype is about. Yeah. To see that, like, how rewarding is that for you? Because I see it, I've only been a handful of times, and I I'll know. see it on people's face. I'm like, this is great. And I had nothing to do with it. I'm just here <laughs> experiencing it. Like, I didn't provide them that, but I'm excited that they were, they got that. Well, that's the feeling I get as a teacher. Um, that's the feeling I get as a student, um, that that wonderful feeling of accomplishment and it's not just an activity kind of accomplishment it's like I don't know it's it's a it's a heart thing too like like I was a part of something great Mm -hmm. you know and and that I I the the purpose of the heat interestingly enough is is not to make you sweat the just like the purpose of yoga is not to make you flexible. Um, the purpose of the heat is to prevent injuries. That's it. Mm-hmm. You get other benefits from it. Um, just like, you know, you get other benefits from a general yoga practice. But the purpose of the heat um, is just simply to protect your muscles. And I think when I reframe it for people like that, they... I've seen that look of like, oh, oh, okay, I can do that. It's no different. It's mm-hmm. still going to be, you know, almost 99 degrees in there. But how do you look at it, you know? And I think when they can get that um, perspective, and maybe maybe they can get it before they come here. Maybe they muster up that, you know, that strength and that energy and that courage, if you will, to just arrive. Um but the more you do it, the more courageous you are. Mm-hmm. The more you crave that heat. The heat, not just the yoga, but the heat. I crave that heat for sure. It is like a good old warm hug. Yeah, it really same. is. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get, and, and sneakily, you're going to get other benefits too. It can help remove heavy metals from your body. It mm-hmm. can remove toxins from your body. Um, sweating is cleansing. It just is. Um, and it's not an, it's, it's such a different kind of sweating that you would get outside mm-hmm. in the sun, right. working hard, doing yard work. You know, you're, there's no bugs. There's no dirt. Um, it's a clean environment. And that sweat is from your internal heat. Mm-hmm. How satisfying is that, that you made that happen? Yeah. It's awesome. It so really is. let's point people in the right direction because I know for me when I was first getting started, like I would read like all the different classes and had no clue what they are yep. or what to do or what not to do. What do you recommend people doing like first time people do hot, don't do hot, what style of, you know, because there's so many like I don't know, like 
People are like, what kind do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the style. I just, I can tell you how we do it. That's, I don't know. Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm a little different than other people. What I did was just simply choose a time that worked for me and Mm -hmm. I showed up. So maybe that's actually good advice. Because it's what I did. It's what I did 15 years ago, the first time I ever did it. <laughs> Can I show up? Am I available? Am I working or am I not working? Uh, okay, that's a good time slot for me. I'm going to show up. That's mm-hmm. li- it's literally what I did. And yeah. um, my husband and I lived and worked outside the United States. Um, we were, um, uh, as a whole other story, we were um, charter yacht crew um so we did the like mega yachts and i was a chef and my husband was a a u.s coast guard merchant mariner captain um but that i say that to to say that we were all over the caribbean and any time that i could do yoga all i did was pull up the schedule that's all i did i didn't care what the class was Mm -hmm. called so you don't have to care what the class is called if it's at a good time slot show up Mm -hmm. that's really it um for our style of yoga in particular, here for the hot yoga, things that you might want to consider, um, especially, although for any kind of yoga, you want to consider this kind of thing as well, um, be hydrated. Mm-hmm. Hydration starts the day before. So um, it also starts with um, not just water, consuming water, because yes, hydration is water, but it's so much more. It's avoiding things that... that that rob you of moisture, rob you of, of that hydration, which are caffeine and alcohol, that kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for you're preparing yourself just like a night before, you can do, do your thing, guys. Do your thing. You don't have to be any perfect way. Uh, you don't have to, you know, have your diet all figured out. Just start drinking water the night before. That's really it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, have some proper clothing attire. It doesn't have to look good by any means. Make sure it's comfortable for you. Um, check out your studio and see what they have to offer. Like, um, like if you don't have a mat, for mm-hmm. example, if you can rent one there, just logistical kind of things. There's, I, I could go on and on a list of logistics, you know, um, but really just pick a time slot and show up. Yeah, It's very, very much as simple as that. Pick a time slot and show up. Yeah. One thing I think, um, one of the directions I was going with that is, so when I was practicing somewhere else, is the same thing as just I went based on that time. Yeah. And there were different styles. Like I said, I don't know the names being taught, just depending on who the instructor was. Mm-hmm. And there was one that kicked my ass because it was just pose, pose, but like quick, 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 quick. It was like a boot camp, and it was hot. And although like I hated it, I enjoyed that I hated it, but I was really scared. I'm like, if this is someone's first time, they'll never come back to this. Like, that lady sure. was brutal. Mm-hmm. But then there was other classes. I, I like here, like, the, the speed that we moved was a really good pace because then one of the other ones I liked that we held the poses for so long, but it was to the point where, like, you held it so long, it's like you're shaking and trembling, and, like, I just, I, I can't, like, I'm going to collapse. I feel like we move at a good pace. So what I worry about is, people getting one extreme or the other and thinking that's what it is. I totally hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying. That, and I think that's why I suggest that five times thing. Mm-hmm. And that's also the reason why we have the new student promotion that we have. It's 21 days for $21. So for the price of $21, you can practice as much as you want for 21 days. 
It's a great way to start a habit, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Yeah. But it also gives you a chance to try all the different teachers. Try the different time slots. Mm-hmm. See how often you can and want to practice. And so then you can get an idea of, for your, for your future practice, what you're going to do. What you can, what you're capable of, what you want to be capable of. And so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, if you go to that one class that where you're shaking and you kind of want to <laughs> die and you also want to kill everybody in that class and you uh-huh. don't know why anything is the way it is at all anymore, don't don't let that be your only. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, guys. Don't throw the yoga out with the one teacher that kicked your butt. Because mm-hmm. if you come here, all of our teachers have slightly different styles. And yep. even within that teacher's style, they're humans. They're going to teach a different way every single time. I have one teacher who is, um, when, I, when I bought the studio, um, which is less than a year ago, everybody would be like, her class is so hard. I have worked very, very diligently to reframe that. Yes, her class might be challenging, but isn't it so great that there's something out there that can challenge you? Because what we talk about when we, when we work out, we talk about plateaus. We talk about reaching points where we're no longer challenged. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to me that I can go somewhere after practicing yoga for 15 years and be challenged. What a, what a privilege. What an honor. And it's all, I mean, all of this is about reframing anyway. So if you have that one class that was hard for you, try that teacher again. Maybe they're different a different day. Maybe you try a different teacher, different time slot. Maybe that teacher is different at a different time slot, you know? Mm -hmm. I know that this one particular teacher that I'm thinking about teaches an entirely different class at 6 a.m. than she does at 6 p.m. And you just... It's, it's so beneficial to you. It behooves you to just keep that perspective open, that potential open. Not just for the studio and the teacher, but yourself. Keep that potential open. That class that you found to be extremely challenging one day, maybe it won't be the next. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be totally, be totally accessible. Maybe it'll make you smile even, you know? Because right. you're like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, so for anyone local listening, I want to direct them here, obviously. Um, what's the name of your website? So this studio is 90 Degrees Yoga, and I specify at Anderson because there was one in Greenville. They've since changed the name. The website is 90degreesanderson.com. That's 90degreesanderson.com. And you can find a full schedule on the website, and it's a regular old class schedules. So, you know, Monday through Sunday, we have classes every day, but it's also special events, um, different chances to learn about different things. Um, we do, okay, so now we start getting into the hippy dippy stuff because we do like <laughs> special workshops and events. Um, chakras and crystals for meditation you know chakras are points of energy crystals those are stones and they have okay so yeah there's Mm -hmm. lots of different stuff that that you can learn about here we offer it all um i'm teaching goat yoga today so we offer different kinds of classes different things for different people um but then also the regular schedule we're also on facebook and you can see all the stuff there and 
if you have any questions, I am a, like I said, I'm a normal human being. I watch <laughs> Netflix and I also occasionally have a glass of wine and, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're accessible to you at all times. We're friendly and nice here. And one thing I would like to throw out, too, um, for anyone that's wondering is I know it's a concern for some people is the cost and the commitment. So I do these drop-in classes on Sunday. They're $5, and there's no contract. Like, no one's trying to get me to sign anything or do anything. Just like I think most people relate it to, like, a normal gym and yeah. that, oh, now it's going to be a monthly thing. And, I don't, you know, it's there's none of that. So don't worry about any of that. And then also, if you do plan to come here, and I'm driving down from Greenville to come here, so if you want to come, I would be more than happy to meet you here on Sunday, or if you're coming down from Greenville, you can even ride with me, just as long as you come and show up, and at least give it a shot. Yeah, and that same $5 class is on Friday at 5.32. Yeah, see, so not really, yeah, not really many excuses. You could spend 10 bucks and do yoga twice a week. Yep. And that is, yeah, that would be a very well spent $10 because like we said, it makes you mindful in other areas. So you're getting a lot more than a sweat and a stretch. Mm -hmm. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Self-Made Podcast. If you feel that others may benefit from this podcast, please help spread the word by sharing with friends and leaving us a review. Thank you.